You're listening to episode 225 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show financially when you shop at Amazon and Caesars Entertainment. Simply go to the blog, click on the corresponding banner, and go about your shopping. It's that easy to give us money without giving us money. Or you can just give us money by donating via PayPal. A link to that is also available at 360vegaspodcast.com. Warning, the hosts enjoy doing the show, and as a result, laugh like coyotes eating a taco. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if, if you don't like that, don't listen. We don't care. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The pools, the casino, big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? On a gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. <laughs> he stole my thunder. That's how I was going to intro into this. But <laughs> <laughs> People aren't going to fully get it for weeks because we just recorded a review last weekend and Alistair... One of the amazing things that he gives me shit for is the many a times that I have typos. But Alistair, while he he speaks the Queen's English, (laughs) he, for some reason, gets stuck on certain words, and it's fucking hilarious to some people. Like, for instance, (laughs) taco is something that cracks up Christina. She fucking loves it. And we learned coyote fucking killed Karen. Like, this woman was in fucking tears. I don't know why either. It was so... The, the whole thing was just funny, and then once I started laughing, it couldn't stop. You just couldn't stop, yeah. <laughs> I, I just couldn't figure out how to say the word coyote. Is it coyote? Coyote? <laughs> <laughs> it was just out of hand. Like, tears. Like, she couldn't breathe, and you know, like, we're trying to move on, you know, doing the rest of the, uh, the, review, of the show. And, just, and she just done. kept laughing. I, I assure you, I almost need to tune down all the underage uh, or all the all the undersound just so you can hear her giggling in the back she just can't we're like we're trying to be like let's move on let's move on I'm like yeah i can't move on <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not ready you guys just went on without me because I, I was i was a lost cause it was, good stuff. <laughs> it was fun <laughs> I, I enjoyed it tremendously <laughs> so uh so, so where's tony this week Tony, uh, as I recently tweeted, but I think it's a good enough joke that I will I will share here. Not only likes to vacation in third world countries, he likes to live in one. So they have some power outage that's been going on for like day five or something ridiculous like that. So he is unable to join us. So we felt our is it a power outage or the internet outage? Power outage. Really? Yeah. Has it been that long? Third world country. Michigan is not a third world country. Where he lives in it, it is. Well, it's rural. Lives in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Country. <laughs> so, so basically, basically going to Belize is a step up from Michigan for Tony. So it, it is. It, the internet's better. <laughs> yeah, they were tweeting plenty of pictures and posting yeah. them on Facebook when they were there. So, yeah. looks like they had a great time. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's a beach vacation. 
Like once you once you own a pool, like you're kind of like so this like all the time. I don't. Okay. Well, especially to get for them to get away from a Michigan winter. Well, yeah, obviously for I mean, them it's a little different. Yeah. We've said this before. Having a pool, in, in, a, in a good way, in a good way, has ruined us for a lot of things. <laughs> Spoiled us, I think, is a better way to say it. Uh, but. Fair, fair. Like, we used to always have pool time. Like, you demanded pool time oh, yeah. when we went to I Vegas. I needed at least one full pool day. And, mm. uh, yeah, we don't we do not do anything with the pool anymore. If I want to hang out in the sun, I can do it in my backyard. Right. <laughs> Swimsuit optional. You same, never know. <laughs> same thing with, be- we used to call them beach vacations, right? where you would go to islands or, you know, tropical destinations. Basically, you just hang out, you know, yeah. on, on the beach. Well, we don't do those anymore. Like, why bother? It's just my backyard, and then I pass out. I don't have to worry about anything. Yeah, yeah. except a Yeah, right. <laughs> right. But yes, Tony is is MIA. Gives us another opportunity to spend time with our. I was said we should send him all wish- good wishes for his power to come back on, but I don't know that he'd get him. <laughs> right. <laughs> Depending on how powered his devices are. And since he doesn't know, there's really no point in saying. It. You know, because we don't. It takes the fun out of we it. We don't genuinely mean it, you know. So if he doesn't hear about it, what's the point? <laughs> right, let's do a show. <laughs> okay, so let's start the show. So uh, he's Mark, she's Karen, I'm Alistair, and as always, we start with Random Vegas. The Last Frontier Casino took the Western theme so far that instead of a car, it sent a stagecoach to pick up guests from the airport. I got oh, that from SinCityTalk.com. I just think we're of a generation that the Western motif, all of it seems terrible. Like like this, like living in it, let alone reliving it, sounds horrible, beyond belief. I don't know. The corseted dresses are kind of cool. I think those are pretty hot. But, <laughs> it's um, funny. I, I know also, what... I've never worn a corset, so they might have been extremely uncomfortable. But... Well, if Pirates of the Caribbean have taught us anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Falling off a balcony something. Well, it could be fun because if you get at risk getting held up by high women on the way to the hotel, it's like, oh, sorry, you've lost your bankroll. Never mind. <laughs> Might as well just turn around and drive you back to the airport. Vegas is so great. Sorry, just go home. <laughs> okay, so let's have a look at the twit pick of the week. Despite being the fourth property built on the strip, the Thunderbird, for some reason, has not been able to cement itself into the legend of Las Vegas past. Perhaps it because it was bookended by two iconic properties in the Flamingo in 46 and Desert Inn in 50, the Thunderbird opened in 48. But it isn't like the building boom of the 50s when there were so many casinos that opened, it'd be easy to get lost in the mix. It had a unique Native American theme as well as the only bowling alley on the strip. It had mob ties shortly after opening because it couldn't pay out all the winnings from opening night gambling. And despite all that, the Thunderbird is still a little more than a footnote in our minds. Why? I think the real reason is something we're seeing going on today in Las Vegas. Rebranding. The Thunderbird was only known by that name for the first 28 years. When Major Riddle, the owner of the Dunes, purchased the property in 76, he rebranded it the Silverbird. The name only lasted six years because when Riddle sold the property to Aladdin owner Ed Torres in 81, he rebranded it the El Rancho, trying to trade in on the memory of the original Las Vegas Strip Resort that burned to the ground in 1960. The Thunderbird existed as the El Rancho until 1992 when it closed. The property changed owners several times after that, all with plans to invest and reopen, but that never came to be and was finally imploded in 2000. Today, 
The land Thunderbird once resided upon is now part of the land the incomplete Fountain Blue project sits on. Thank you at Neon Museum for sharing Atsuma Corp's picture and allowing me to remember Vegas past and share it with our listeners. Cool. It's funny, as, as we talked about... Um, what the fuck did we talk about at the beginning? Completely forgot now. <laughs> anyway, I, I'm, sure, I'm sure the correlation will be made as I start to tell it. As many Americans claim they are, and I don't, I don't know if there's any truth to mine. Uh, apparently, there's Native American heritage in my in my past, and one of the, oh, I remember what it was. We were talking about the new frontier being, you know, like that whole idea of reliving that sounds like a terrible idea. Right. I've always thought from the jump, like going, oh my god, I'm so glad the Native Americans got taken over, and then this all became this thing, because I don't want to live in that shit. Oh, that I don't, I don't want to be a part of it. It does sound terrible. It does sound terrible. Yeah, it does sound really terrible. It sounds awful. <laughs> I don't want to live in a fucking teepee, right? I don't, I don't want any part of it. We that. don't even like camping. I don't want to hunt the buffalo. I don't want to fucking wear feathers on my head. I don't want any of that shit. None of that shit. I mean, I, I respect them as a people, whether they are fucking in my bloodline or not, but if they are in my bloodline, if there was any chance in some alternate universe that that would mean had Columbus not come over and raped all their people and taken the land, that I would be an Indian, or a Native American, sorry, because that's offensive. Cause well, obviously, if he hadn't, you wouldn't have, because if it's in your bloodline, the bloodlines didn't cross someplace, so it never would have happened. I, I would never, I, I wouldn't have gone to the Thunderbird. I'm like, going, Ugh. This seems like a terrible idea. I don't want to go here. I don't want to go to New Frontier or fucking Native American land. Native American land? <laughs> wow. That's one We're going to get some hate mail. That's, on one of, one. That's, that's one of the throw-aside names they had for it. <laughs> like, going, what are we going to call this place? Native American land. Like, all right, can we have an idea that isn't stupid? <laughs> well, rest assured, Mark, you're, you're always going to be big chief talking shit to everyone here. <laughs> knew he would find a way to save that conversation. I was uncomfortable. He's brilliant. <laughs> but uh, but Gabe, that's a it's a beautiful picture. I, love, I mean, the neon is just striking. Yes. That, that, that. But it's always going to be, to me, that place is always going to be the, the future home of Countryland USA. Right. Countryland I USA. didn't mention it. He's a genius. That That is one of the things that I kind of glossed over. It was going to be basically an amusement park for kids. Yikes. That was, yeah, Countryland USA. It was going to be like Dollywood in Vegas. <laughs> when when was it going to be that? Uh, before it was purchased up to be Fountain. That was that was kind of like the, the you know how uh, so many properties will bluff what's going to happen? Right. And they push around dirt and they do things and they're getting ready to do it. That's That was Countryland USA. That was that was the big talking. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I always remember on my first trip because the you know the El Rancho was shut down. But just on the billboard, that's all I had on those you know the, the black letters on the white, you know background. You know, future home of Countryland USA. Yes. And uh, so that's my kind of uh, <laughs> recollection of that place. But it was an absolute dump by the end of its life. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, anything that moves around or changes ownership that many times and gets rethemed, rebranded. Yeah. Not, not necessarily reinvested in. Yeah, rather than make it good, let's rebrand it. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the name keeps. Hi, welcome to the Haunted House Casino. Right, I know. As always, we will link to the photo on our blog. It features on all our social media outlets Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, Google, and Twitter. So let's move into the news. 
and we have some 360 Vegas Vacation updates. Even as we are finalizing plans for 360 Vegas Vacation 4, we are reminded that 360 Vegas Vacation 5 will be three short months after 4 is done, September Hooray. 3rd through the 5th. Just thought that we should share that, as a lot of you out there are planners, as I am. We don't have the option to RSVP anything yet, simply because we don't know what events are going to require such an RSVP. That being said, we anticipate the details for 360 Vegas Vacation 5 to be announced very soon. And the one thing that we can tell you is the theme. 360 Vegas Vacation 5 will be North Strip centric. And when I say North Strip, I mean properties north of Flamingo Road, including up to the Mirage. Tony and I have argued many a times about trying to include Venetian and Wynn and, and all those places. I'm like, we're not going to gamble. Like The only thing we would do there would be have a, have a high-end dining experience. That's it. Yeah. So why, why rope those properties in when we're just not going to... Like The effort to get to them to go eat is ridiculous. We can find great places to eat in between there. He's also come up with the idea of a north-north strip idea, and I'm like, I'm not dragging people... <laughs> The fucking stratosphere and SLS. Oh, hell no. I'm like, you're crazy. No, 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 no. But, it, but it's, it's a true Vegas experience. I'm like, it's Vegas vacation is not me as a goddamn tour guide through every property. It's like, hey, I know how to have fun in Vegas. You want to come with me? This is fun. Let's do this. <laughs> Trust me, it's fun. <laughs> right? <laughs> now, currently, the cost to join us on the limo, and I only bring this up because somebody had mentioned it. Oh, sorry. We're back to Vegas Vacation 4 news. Uh, currently, the cost but to join us... save the date for Vegas Vacation 5 and put in your, your time off request. Yes. There it's, you go. It's the Labor Day weekend. It right. is. Yeah. Cheap hotel Fucking rates. Fucking shockingly cheap room yes. rates. Ridiculously cheap. We, we were coming up with this idea of, like, oh, we definitely want to do it around this time, and we kept avoiding that. They're like, well, obviously, we don't want to do it on that yeah, time. Yeah, it's going to be so expensive. Uh, no. And Tony was, you know, he's in a new job, so he's got limited vacation time, and he's like... Well, let's take a look at this. I'm like, oh, it's going to be ridiculous. We look at it like, Jesus, they're just giving fucking rooms away. Yeah. So It's a good time to go. Absolutely. Back to the to the limo for Vegas Vacation 4. Currently, someone asked about it, and the limo per person is $12. However, the odds of that going down are really likely before we finally get to it. But just so you have an idea, 12 bucks is, is your max right now. Yep. Reservations are in for dinner at STK. That isn't to say that if you're still interested and haven't RSVP'd yet that you can't. It just means that you might want to make reservations on your own just in case because it was not easy pulling It was off. not. I mean, the way that it all worked out is great. It's pulling teeth is what it was. I, I kind of, this is what I feel I've learned from that entire experience. They have a group of people that are meant to try and get you to spend money that you don't necessarily need to spend money so they can create this big, large group experience and you have to put down a big deposit and they will argue with you and argue with you until they get to the point where you're like, fuck it, we'll just go somewhere else. And like, no, 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 no. Well, we can, we can help you. We can help you with the reservations. <laughs> like, so you could have done this all along. You were just going to make sure you couldn't get money from me before you were like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, they wanted to do like a huge deposit down for the large group, and then they wanted to do like a fixed menu. Yeah. Schmark said, no, I want people to be able to order whatever, whatever the they fuck can, they want. Like, I want dinner. them to experience the SDK that I know. I don't want it to be this experience because, to be honest with you, I don't want that fucking experience. Yeah. So now it's going to be, we're going to be in smaller groups. It's going to be the experience that I, I want it to be. But there you go. 
there's some Vegas vacation news for you. It's going to be the, the boutique experience of SDK. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Vegas is back. Yeah, in case it wasn't already clear, it can officially be declared that the recession is over and Vegas is back. Southern Nevada set a new record for average daily room rates in January, up 3.7% to $150 per night. 150 change. The previous high was set in April of 2007 at 146.53. Casinos also recorded more than 1 billion in total wins. The 35th time that mark has been achieved since March of 2005 and the highest since February of 2013. As had already been widely reported, downtown is responsible for 32.1% of that revenue, while the strip only accounted for 25.9%. The secret? Cheap rooms, reasonable table limits, fair odds, and a concerted effort to not fuck over its guests. <laughs> Multiple large conventions are also being blamed for record room rates. Yeah, I, they, I, I don't, I don't, we've said it before. I don't mind if you're going to charge me more for room rates. It's always going to go back to it's the nickel and dime shit that's always going to piss me off. Like, if you're like, hey, it costs $200 to stay in these rooms, like, all right. Now, does the room rate include the resort fees or no? Oh, so it's probably even higher than that, then. They are cheating the tax code, which is it, what's mind-blowing is that the city has let them get away with it because that's who they're specifically fucking over oh, is yeah. the city. Oh, but the city already has a tourism tax or something on there on top of it. But yeah. yeah. Well, and that's that's kind of the impression that I got is that it's it's always, hey, hey, we're fucking over all these people coming in here. We want an extra cut uh, of this over here. I'm like, okay, just keep fucking those people over, though, for us. We'll give you a little but bit you, more. But you, but you do pay tax on the uh, the resort fee. There, if you look at the breakdown, there's your room rate tax on the room rate, right. resort fee tax on the resort fee. So they're not, you know, they're not losing it too badly. So it's all kind of broken down in those chunks. You're right. You're right. And I'm sure they just developed a new tax code to be able to to tax like I don't like threw it on like as a sales tax or something fucking ridiculous like that. You're right. You're right. That they're in cahoots with each other. I mean. Yeah. People bitch about organized crime being being gone. This is kind of like legalized crime. Oh, everybody knows the government is. Yeah, don't even. But yeah, yeah, they're. It's 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 all the search engines' fault. It's all Expedia's fault. It is actually true, or so it's claimed. <laughs> <laughs> and we have news that uh, the Hard Rock buys the Taj. It was announced that a group of investors led by Hard Rock International have entered into an agreement to buy the Taj Mahal in Atlantic City from Carl Icahn. No word on how much the property was purchased for, but plans are to reopen it in the spring of 2018, stripped of the iconic theme and rebranded into the signature Hard Rock style. Hard Rock clarified that they still want to build a $1 billion property in New Jersey, just outside of New York City. Hard Rock will hire about 3,000 workers to staff the property, including many who lost their jobs when Icon shut the property down in October of 2016. This is so interesting to me because it wasn't like Icon rushed in when Taj was up for sale. It wasn't like there was a bidding fucking war. You know, it was like they wanted to sell it. And he's like, I'll take it. I'll take it. And now the Hard Rock's interested. I mean, I don't know if maybe now the economy's kind of come around. Hard Rock did just reorganize themselves. So now they're a conglomerate of sorts. I mean, they're, they're basically outside of Vegas. Hard Rock owns every Hard Rock that there is now. So... I don't know. Maybe maybe they're just financially more stable, but it is it is kind of weird to me, and it is kind of sad that they that you're going to lose the Taj Mahal in 
Atlantic City. Well, kind of one of the, like you have Borgata and the Taj Mahal. I, I think the other thing that's weird is they're going to put a hard rock in Atlantic City and then they're also going to build one also in New Jersey, but right outside New York City. It yeah. seems odd. Well, it, it, it seems like Atlantic City is now a locals market. It's not a vacation destination anymore. So people aren't like... Because yeah, it's a shithole. Well, but that's... But what I mean is it's not like... It's west of Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> You're not far off. They don't have direct flights to Atlantic City. <laughs> but... Um, I, we can get a direct flight to Michigan. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a positive. I don't know. Yes, it you, is. Eh. If I go visit mom. Well, there's that, I guess. But I don't know. Hard Rock's going to Atlantic City. I'm ready for them. <laughs> <laughs> so are they, cause are they selling it with the, the ability for it to be a casino? Because I think when he sold the showboat, he was like, you can buy it, but you can't keep it as a casino. You have to turn it into something else. They are definitely going to turn it into a casino. I know Icon let his casino license lapse, but they fully intend to reopen it as a hard rock hotel and casino. Oh, good for Atlantic City. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Vegas Extreme Park returns. Vegas Extreme... Vegas Extreme... <laughs> <laughs> Spit it out. Vegas Extreme Hotel and Casino has once again reminded people that they are a thing. And once again announced that they will begin construction on their South Strip property, this time later this year. The project is still planned for the site just south of the tailor-made golf experience close to two miles south of Mandalay Bay across the street from the Town Square Outdoor Mall. It has undergone multiple incarnations since it was originally announced. This is basically the country town USA of today. That's kind of what it is. It was originally announced as a thing in 2013. Eater Vegas reports the current version will feature a 640-room hotel casino with two rooftop pools and surrounded by extreme sports activities as well as a concert festival venue. Recreational activities are said to include whitewater rapids, an inflatable activity island <laughs> surrounded by three lakes for cable wakeboarding, a separate surf lake, and a ground level swim pool with water slides. I guess swimming pool, not swim pool. Why does that sound weird? Swim pool. Like present tense. Currently do it. Do it now. Swim. Swim. What are you doing? I know. You're not <laughs> swimming. Go. Go. <laughs> And no loitering in this pool. <laughs> you will swim, and you will and consistently do it. No heavy petting. No heavy. <laughs> <laughs> the property will continue the boutique trend at only 25,000 square feet and will include an observation deck. Plans are to develop in two phases. The first focusing on the casino and attractions that will include the main building with the casino and the second building for restaurants, retail, indoor mountain biking, rock climbing, bungee jumping, skydiving, and a zip line between the two buildings. It's kind of funny. <laughs> Good lord. Yeah. The second phase will be the addition of the hotel tower to the casino building as well as convention space. No word when the project is expected to be complete, but they've generated $850,000 from the Indiegogo crowdfunding page they set up in 2015 selling season passes to the future water park. How much? $8,500. Oh, jeez. This is never going to happen. This will never happen. And to be fair, I don't think it's a terrible idea. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> I just I just envision, you know, all the people that you see jogging along the strip. I, I envision they're all going to be there and it's going right? to be nothing but like 
testosterone and competition right. with the person next to you. I can climb the rock wall faster than you. I'm going to get through these rapids faster than you. It just Right up there with the indoor skiing thing, I want to see what an indoor mountain bike range looks like. Yeah. It almost, they, you know what they need? They need one of those um, Ultimate Ninja Warrior. Um, <laughs> right? Little they, obstacle courses. They need courses. that resort. Just that resort. They do. They need to make, they need to add that obstacle course in there for people to go through and try. <laughs> the Ultimate Ninja Hotel and Casino. <laughs> 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 I love that idea. Oh, This is, uh, this just seems crazy to me. See, see, that idea makes way more sense than anything else they put in this sort of speed. <laughs> right? I, should I think with, it. you know, 8,500 dollars, so what's that like? Is that a paddling pool and two deck chairs? Is that about that? <laughs> that <long and forward>? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like dream on people. Yeah, agreed. Oh, it's cute okay. you want to try to build this. Yeah. Going to need a little bit more money than 8500 I'm afraid. Sorry. <laughs> hey, hey, we're still a thing. Look at us. We're still... You're not a thing. You're not a You're thing. Not a Stop thing. it. So let's talk about the Cromwell rebranding. Either confirming it really isn't that expensive to rebrand something or that they have no idea how to do it. For the second time in two opportunities, Caesars Entertainment is considering rebranding a property they renovated and rebranded in the last five years. This time, it's Cromwell. They first demonstrated their inability to commit when they rebranded Imperial Palace the Quad. However, that name didn't even last two years before they decided to change it to Link, tying the property into the retail dining promenade located right next to it. To be fair, Cromwell was not Caesar's first choice for a name after they decided to rebrand from Bill's Gambling Hall. Gansevoort, a boutique luxury hotel chain based in New York, was the original new name. However, the partnership disintegrated once ties to the Russian mob were alleged, causing Caesar's to lose their opportunity to expand into the Massachusetts market. Now, Vital Vegas reports that, just like they did with the Quadlink name changes, Caesar's has begun circulating a survey testing the name Caesar's Republic. What? While the survey doesn't specifically mention Cromwell, it does use several highly recognizable photographs of the property's interior, rooms, and rooftop pool area. Another theory is that Caesar's wants to rebrand the Nobu Tower and is only using the pictures of Cromwell to throw anyone off the scent. However, it's hard to imagine a property that can't even commit to a name is clever enough to think of such tactics. <laughs> I think that name is terrible. That is awful. Caesar's Republic, it sounds like a clothing store. Well, and why would you, you've got a Caesar's. Yeah. You've got Caesar's Palace. Yeah. So now you want Caesar's Republic? You're basically gonna say, well, you can't actually say it's Caesar's Palace, but we've got this little one over here, Caesar's Republic, that's kind of the same thing. Think about it. It's the same concept that they did with Link. They have they have something, and then they want to, like, why are we calling it the Quad? We, we want to advertise Link, so let's call it the Link. So it's almost like they're, we should do that again. Like, no, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. <laughs> Not with this. Not with this. I have no issue with the Link. That made sense. I mean, I thought it was kind of dumb. Like, why are you rebranding? Just commit to something, man. But this, you're like, just, let, it's over. Let it go. Just let it go. That's the I, name. It's fine. I don't fine. know why they, uh, yeah, I don't hate the name Cromwell. I don't know why they, after such a short period of time, need to do anything else with it. Well, and here, here, it and makes... Quite, uh, honestly, I like Cromwell better than Gansevoort or whatever the fuck that was. I agree. I agree. But here's where it doesn't make sense and why it made sense with Link. They created something new with Link. 
and then you you weren't tying something like you shoved it in between two properties and then that was the only advertisement like why don't we use this giant building to just advertise this whole thing why don't we do that so you have a new concept that needs traffic you need to tell people about so i get that tie-in everybody fucking knows what caesar's is and this one's across the street right that doesn't make any sense but the thing with the link, it, it made sense at the time because they obviously wanted to stop paying Boyd for the name IP. Yes. Uh, when they turned it to the quad, it wasn't the completed article. It was still being painted up and they still hadn't fully finished it. Right. So only until they, you know, they took the IP roofs off and repainted it and got it as a unified casino did it then make sense say, well, we can't keep calling it the quad. Right. Now we can call it the link because it's the finished product. Agreed. So that yes. kind of made more sense. Agreed. But I think with this one, Caesar, yeah, renaming Nobu, okay, we've got Caesar Republic in Caesars, makes sense. Across the road, well, nah, it doesn't, it doesn't seem to follow that logic. I mean, the Cromwell's perfectly fine. It's, uh, it works well. I think it, the name suits the style of place that it is. Right. I think to rebrand it Caesar Republic seems to be, well, what's that really going to achieve? It also seems like it could be confusing. Like, obviously, to none of us it would be because we're so familiar. Think right. about the casual visitor. They see you know, rooms at Caesar's Republic, and you're like, oh, yeah, we're going to stay at Caesar's Palace. They don't know any better. Right. And then they get there, like, what the fuck? Is, we're across the street. What is this? Which I would argue is a better location than being inside Caesar's Palace, but, you know. Fair enough, different. right? <laughs> Polar opposites of each other. Whereas Caesar's, you will get lost in. Without a doubt, you will get lost in. At Caesar's Republic or Cromwell, it's impossible to get lost in. <laughs> No way in hell you will ever get lost in that place. Well, and I think Alistair brings up a good point. If you were to rename Nobu Caesar's Republic, yeah. it's almost a, a, a part of a brand within the building, so I get that. Sure. But the name Nobu is so iconic with, as far as being um, high-end and expensive, and that I don't know why they'd want to lose that. I mean, granted... The only thing I can think is there's a licensing agreement there that they're like, why the fuck are we paying money for this? You should be happy to be in our place. That's the only... And I don't know if that's true. I don't know if they don't have some partnership where it's like, you know, listen, you've got your your restaurant in here, so we're going to let you have this hotel tower. Or I, I, don't, I don't know the logistics of it. But in a world where they changed IP to Quad for a year and a half so they didn't have to pay licensing fees, maybe they're like, why are we paying anything for this licensing right. fee? So I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know why, but I think it's silly if, if their intent is truly to change Cromwell. It's just, I don't see the point. Time will tell. Yes. Okay. So now we have the Tipsy Robot Bar Las Vegas. This is so cool. I love this idea. <laughs> the Las Vegas Strip will be the chosen location of the first land-based robotic bar, specifically in Planet Hollywood's Miracle Mile shops. The half-a-million-dollar project will be located in the just under 2,500-square-foot space, formerly home to Napoleon's menswear store, near the north entrance of the property across from Cabo Wabo. Las Vegas company Robotic Innovations will be behind the project. While detailed plans weren't shared, the concept is said to be at least inspired, if not modeled upon, the bionic bars found on several Royal Caribbean cruise ships. Those bars have two robotic arms that mix and serve drinks and have the ability to make up to 120 drinks per hour in thousands of drink combinations. It also isn't clear if the Vegas incarnation will utilize iPads and or mobile phones as its ordering system like the bionic bars use. 
the robotic bar or whatever they decide to name it is expected to be open for business at the end of June. This just seems so Vegasy. Like going, let's go to drink. Like that drink's gonna cost you twenty dollars. Yeah, but robots make it. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting so close to the Cantina Bar, Karen. It is going to happen in our lifetime. Oh, from. <laughs> Sorry. They Star actually, Wars reference, folks. They actually made a joke about it in the article that, that was written that said, and, and droids are allowed in this bar. <laughs> nice. I think this so how does, it, how does it check ID? Oh, good question. I have no idea. I, I like the idea of it. I'm afraid that it's going to be more kitschy than functional. I mean, it's going to depend on the price of the drinks. Because there are so many places that you can get inexpensive beverages. It, it's almost, it, I'm afraid it would be a novelty that, you know, the first, once it opens, the first time people, you know, visit, they go visit because they want to say a robot made their drink. Mm -hmm. But it, I'm concerned it wouldn't be someplace that they would go back to regularly. Here's why I think it could, it could be just normally expensive Vegas drinks is the lack of need for humans. Like, like that kind of... Uh, Which is right up your alley. You, that just makes you sound Well, so happy, I'm thinking overhead. It? Like, they don't have to pay those people. Obviously, like, to Alistair's point, you got to check IDs. So there's got to be some human interaction. I mean, unless, I mean, because you can't really... Unless they're going to rely on, like, the kind of technology that they have for self-check-in now, where it can just kind of scan your ID kind of a thing. I mean, most, at least in the U.S., most driver's license now do have barcodes on them. Yeah, so may, maybe maybe that is what they're they're planning to do. But like I said, it isn't clear. I think it's a cool idea. The problem is, is I'm primarily a beer drinker, and that, that'd just be a giant waste of time to have something. I'm like sure that. they've got mojitos. Right, that's right. I want to see a robot muddle. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's also going to be interesting to see, like, how can it tell you've had too much to drink? So, like, please, sir, blow into the breathalyzer before I can send you another round. <laughs> right, exactly. Okay. This robot over-served me. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> or please deposit your keys in the safe deposit box in order to get your beverage or something like that. Walk this line up to get your drink. And if, if you can't walk it, they just they don't give you the drink. <laughs> please provide a urine sample before proceeding. <laughs> so, uh, Sans Bethlehem sold. It's being reported that all that's left is some due diligence and the sale of Sands Bethlehem to MGM Resorts will be announced for $1.3 billion. The property has been very successful for Las Vegas Sands, but the reason they are selling is, unlike the rest of their portfolio, it isn't a vacation destination resort. This was their experiment in the locals market and helped them learn that they don't want to run resorts in locals market. <laughs> MGM is currently expanding on the East Coast, like the disease known as parking fees. They started in Vegas with locations in New Jersey, Maryland, and Massachusetts. Considered to be Atlantic City's closest competition, the opportunity to own the two most popular casinos in the region really requires no further explanation to its appeal. It said it could still be another six months before the deal is done. That's weird to me. It can so, it, I mean. I don't know if you can help because I know you know you work in a world where there is corporate and and franchised situations. Why would somebody who has an extremely successful place like on we just we don't like this locals thing. We just want to have resorts and vacation places. Well, I mean having a locals casino is going to be very different than I a no I get that. I get that. Why wouldn't you want 
it's successful. Yeah. It is financially successful. Why would you be like, we don't really care that we're making money. We don't want to do this. Well, and it might also depend if it's remote from a lot of their other properties. Maybe it's difficult to get there. And and if it's profitable, it's probably a good time to sell it because if it's okay. got a higher profit margin, they might be able to make some money on the sale and just kind of take one, you know, focus on what they do best, which is the okay. vacation resorts. All right. So it's kind of the perfect experiment. You get in there. It's working. You know how to do it. But you're like, I don't like this. We've made money. Let's get out. Yeah. I mean, and I, I hate to do this comparison, but I'm going to, you know, McDonald's used to own Chipotle amongst several other brands and most of them didn't work out so well and they did really well with Chipotle it grew it was successful but it was one of those things it's like okay that we can do another restaurant business but we really need to stay focused on what we do best which is McDonald's and hamburgers and french fries and all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. and so they sold it now granted if they would have known where the stock price was going to go maybe they would have kept it a little bit longer <laughs> but it just wasn't, it was a, you know, let's see if we can take what we do over here and apply it to a smaller concept to help it grow. And they did, but it just, it wasn't a right fit. So. Okay. All right. I guess that makes sense. Okay. Uh, driving in circles news, Vegas gets two NASCAR events. <laughs> Whether you like it or hate it, you can't argue that NASCAR is really popular and makes a shit ton of money. Well, Speedway Motorsports is transferring one of its events formerly home to New Hampshire Motor Speedway to Las Vegas. Specifically, the one held in the fall and the one that is part of the NASCAR Playoff Series, which is the thing. <laughs> Las Vegas will be the home of the event for at least the next seven years, paying the racetrack $2.5 million a year for both annual events. However, anyone who knows even the littlest about NASCAR knows the money is in the people who travel to attend to it. Know where exactly when the second race will be held beyond 2018 and that it will be in the fall. Good for them. I, I, it was funny. I thought when I initially told you about this that you would immediately see what I saw because I don't really care about I mean, I don't, I don't care either way about NASCAR. I'm not a fan and I don't really, you know, whatever. It's, yeah. just, it's just not, you know, it's not my thing. But I immediately saw, I'm like, holy shit. That is a, that's a, that's a big get, you know, for, for Vegas. Well, and the ironic thing, I know you mentioned in the article that you know NASCAR is wildly successful. They've actually had a rough couple of years. They, they have, have done some major, yeah. they're trying, I think they have a new sponsor now. They're, they're really trying to rebrand themselves because they haven't been as well, you know, their, their events haven't been as well att attended but it's as they also, used to. It, it's also only a recent dip after reaching stratospheric highs. Well, yeah, and I think the other side of it is they realized, and, and this seems to be what everybody is going after now, is there's a whole generation of millennials that aren't following NASCAR. So, so they're so their um, <laughs> fan base is aging, right? And they're realizing, oh shit, they're, if they all die off and we don't have younger ones to replace them, then we're going to be in trouble. So, I think that's the other thing that they're trying to log people in. And I, I think in Vegas, you know, it's it's a great location i think to have races i mean to have two in one year seems any any huge. any sort of motorsport that has two events there it's huge well yeah it's a huge deal it would be it just it's inter i mean i find it interesting it's just it's yeah. nascar i don't care to sit there for hours but it was, it was funny i mentioned it to karen thinking she would immediately see the business opportunity and she immediately went to the lack of interest like okay whatever 
<laughs> yeah, right. I don't. It's not like we're going to go. Right. Now, now that we've got twice as many opportunities, still not going. Right. It, it's also a very American thing. Obviously, you have NASCAR. The rest of the world is Formula One. Windy tracks. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and they do that. They have the IndyCar series over here, which is, is kind of Well, to be fair, same. NASCAR does have a few of those types of tracks. No, NASCAR doesn't. Yes, it does. Indy Racing does. No, NASCAR does. At least in the video game, they did when you okay. went on the NASCAR series. <laughs> <laughs> that is my. That is the extent of my my NASCAR knowledge. Well, but the I video was, game has. But it. I was on the NASCAR the NASCAR tour. I can't imagine during the video game like you know it'd be fun. We're the officially licensed NASCAR game. You know it'd be fun. Let's just fucking throw in some crazy tracks there. Well, yeah, it's a video game. Of course they're gonna throw in some no, crazy tracks. No, they're not. Listen, when you get Madden, they don't have you go, you know what would be funny? Let's throw in, like, like a couple of badminton because matches. Because that's actually a, a good sport. Okay. We're, NASCAR no, driving I'm is not, not. I'm not getting into this because now you're just, now you're, I'm trying to make a serious point. And, and you're is trying. that the one way you uh, throw red shells at people? The red shells? Super, Super Mario Kart. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Now, now that's a proper racing game. <laughs> right? I it is, actually. <laughs> no, I just... I, and I, if there any, is anybody that listens to the, the show, I would love a tweet or something just letting us know. Because I, I would have sworn that NASCAR only goes in circles and the Indy cars are the ones that drive on the streets and do zigzaggies. And that there aren't stuff. many. I remember there were like two or three events when, when I, I was playing the game that would have that. And, and I, what I thought was interesting about it is that it's also the same tracks that Indy cars will race on. What, what cracks me up though is that we're taking you're taking a video game and deciding well it's in the game so it must be true see but the <laughs> thing is like they don't change the way basketball is played in nba live they don't change the way madden is played and you know the nfl is played in why would they change it in in this nascar in order game? for to expand the the appeal to the audience no, you're crazy they don't do it for fucking tennis tennis is in the same fucking realm of popularity it's different i'm, I'm sorry I think it's completely different. Anyway, tangent, let's tangent. Just, let's just move on. Okay. Yes, we should. I don't care. We're, we've talked about NASCAR way longer than I ever wanted it's to. It's your fault. It's your fault. It's not my fault. It is your fault. <laughs> okay, so let's let's dive into prop bets. Okay, so prop bets. For those of you unfamiliar, prop bets is an extension of the news, but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items. So the Revive IV treatment, currently located at the MGM Grand, is opening their second location on the Las Vegas Strip this time at the Venetian Palazzo Grand Canal Shops. No word on when it will open. Eater Vegas is reporting that the new Morton Brothers Steakhouse coming to the Hard Rock Hotel Casino will not be named Crown Steakhouse as previously reported. Instead, it's going with MB Steak, as in Morton Brothers Steak. The new restaurant will be located in the HRH Tower with plans to open in May. In the time-honored Vegas tradition of failed projects, the shell game known as pushing dirt around with large construction equipment to give the illusion the progress is, or that progress is happening, is once again happening at the All-Net Arena site in between SLS and Fountain Blue. I have to say, I, I, I made this, I can't remember, I said this on Twitter is what it was. So Vital Vegas is the one that, that did an entire story on that. And a lot of times, like I knew exactly the joke I wanted to make when I started to read I, a lot of times I don't know if something's going to be a prop bet or if it's going to be a news item. So I immediately start writing the opening line, and it was that, modified. The first sentence that I initially wrote, almost verbatim the first sentence of Scott's article, Vital Vegas article, 
making fun of the exact same situation. Oh, I start writing it, and I'm like, all right, well, let's read the details. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. How did we write the same opening line? It's scary that you and Scott think that much alike. I love it. <laughs> Sad news, Olivia Newton-John's residency at Flamingo has come to an end. It isn't clear if she elected not to extend the residency or if she wasn't offered an extension. No word who Donnie and Marie will share the showroom with next. 90s R&B star Keith Sweat revealed earlier this year that plans are to set up a residency at the Flamingo later this year after completion of his European tour. Bank of America will provide the loan to Raiders owner Mark Davis, smoothing the way to a Las Vegas relocation. The loan is nothing more than that. Bank of America did not acquire equity, an equity stake in the team or the stadium. Does that seem like, yeah, this is going to happen? Like one way or another, this is going to happen. He's not staying in Oakland. Just let it go. Oh, yeah. It's going to happen. Yeah. Without it, a doubt. You know, you know, Scott and Tony in their sports I thought ball. The, I thought the uh, owners already approved it. No, not yet. Oh, I thought Not official, had. no. That, that, although this is the month that they would vote on it. They, but they haven't done it yet. No, it's going to happen. Yeah. Sugar Factory has now opened at the Fashion Show Mall, and other than looking somewhat chic, who gives a fuck? I'm glad this thing isn't the death throes of existence. <laughs> Remember when it was everywhere? Oh, my God, it was so fucking obnoxious. You had all these stupid fucking spoiled horrors who were... Who, who were I, I, this is so weird to me. It's almost like the Sugar Factory sought out spokeswomen who showed off their cooter. Think about all the... All, <laughs> okay. Sorry, you couldn't see my visual reaction to what he just said. Think about all the girls that were that were sporting, sucking on one of those lollipops. They had all had, like, paparazzi get a picture of them going out to clubs and just flashing their nude cash and prizes. <laughs> I'm just, I can't believe you said a cooter. I've never heard a cooter before. Honestly, I did like a double take, like a one of those cartoon, you know, wait, wait, what, what kind of thing? Like, you shake your head and go, excuse me? Because uh, I didn't, I was like, I, oh, all right. I wasn't expecting that. I write jokes all the time for this show, but it's always this shit that just comes to me at the moment that's the best. Or our reaction to it, going, what the hell? That's a, I've learned a new word today. <laughs> The Cooter Kyoti Taco. Okay, so uh, Las Vegas. Oh, sorry, no. Vital Vegas in four. She huh, completely put me off the side. Kyoti Taco Cooter. Vital Vegas informs us that whilst the war isn't over, we are losing all the battles. Cosmopolitan has begun installation of parking gates and ticket kiosks so they can start charging for parking. Never one to waste an opportunity, Vital Vegas reports that the Stevens Group opened Project Barbecue, a food truck, in the space formerly home to tchotchke shops recently demoed to make room for whatever they need it for for the former Las Vegas Club project. No word on how long it will set up shop on the space. I know a lot of us podcasters and bloggers get shit for being on the dick of the Stevens brothers, but come on. That is brilliant. Oh yeah, absolutely. You demo that space to get it ready for whatever it is, but 
Are you just gonna leave it open? Like on no space? Like you know what we could fit in there? Fucking food truck. Let's put a food truck in there. We'll make some money in the interim before we can start working on this to put it in. That is fucking brilliant. Well, the question is, is it their food truck or did they just contract with somebody and said, hey, you want to set up a, a permanent spot? Well, but regardless, they're yeah. making money off something they wouldn't be making money off of. So clever. The other thing is like, well, how flimsy were those two shops if they could quite easily sort of knock them out and just have a nice flat surface to, to build on? It, it seems like they've built in between two kind of solid buildings yeah. because there's still buildings either side. So obviously someone's like throwing a shack in between the two for, for oh, 20 yeah. years, whatever it was. Wow, yeah. amazing. I have no, I, I won't begin to pretend that I understand how something is built and or destroyed. So I, I can't really add a whole lot to that. But it, it does kind of lend itself to that. <laughs> that you're like, oh, these were barely up. Yeah. We, we, we really just kind of pulled this one thing out and the whole thing fell in. <laughs> it's, like, it's like playing um, House of Cards. Right. <laughs> there it goes. All right. Can we clean this up? We're good to go. <laughs> Well, that's it for news and prop bets. Let's move on to coming attractions. Attractions is the portion of the show where we share with you acts and artists outside the usual residencies that will be performing in Vegas in the future. This segment is brought to you by tickets.accessvegas.com. If you're going to a concert or event in Las Vegas or anywhere in the world, treat yourself right by grabbing great premium seats at tickets.accessvegas.com. Pitbull returns to Planet Hollywood for performances on Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday, July 21st through 5th of August. Show start at 9 p.m. Tickets start at $50. I don't know why, but Alistair saying Pitbull just cracked me up. <laughs> I don't know why. Red is performing at Brooklyn Bowl in the Link Promenade Monday, April 10th. Show starts at 6 p.m. Tickets start at $20. Slayer and Lamb of God are performing at The Joint at Hard Rock Friday, August 4th. Show starts at 7 p.m. Tickets start at $73. Chris Brown is performing at Dre's Nightclub at Cromwell Saturday, March 18th. Show starts randomly after dark, and ticket starts at $40 for ladies and $60 for guys. Because the ladies are going to need, like, the uh, STD treatments in the morning. So <laughs> Discount. Yeah. Tip. DBS? Tip $20 for a bodyguard. <laughs> right. There you go. DBS, Tribute to Journey, is playing... That's DSB, because it's Don't Stop Believing. Oh, Maybe I'm a little bit dyslexic. I do that a lot. <laughs> All right. DSB, a tribute to Journey, is playing at the House of Blues at Mandalay Bay on Friday, June 2nd. Show starts at 7 p.m. Tickets start at $12. And Cool and the Gang are performing at Tropicana Saturday, April 15th. Show starts at 6 p.m. Tickets start at $50. You know, I think that Cool and the Gang may actually be more popular as a phrase than as a band. I can't remember. I hope one of the two of you okay. can help me remember. I can't remember who said it, but I specifically recall in a movie, like, going, hey, hey, we're all cool in the gang. As in, you know, it's all cool. It sounds familiar, but I don't, yeah, I I don't know what movie that would have been. Tweet us. <laughs> Random Mark's memory. I'm help pretty us figure sure it, it was Samuel L. Jackson. I'm pretty sure it was. I just can't remember the movie. And I know it's not Pulp Fiction. No, uh, that was. Was it Moonlight? I don't, I don't know what that is. That won the Oscar. Oh, for God's sake. 
Or was it La La Land? I don't know. One of the two. <laughs> we haven't seen either, so. <laughs> or, or the Oscars, so. <laughs> Hence our, our, our what? Uh, huh? You were too busy watching NASCAR, weren't you? I can tell. <laughs> totally. Secretly. Busted. Yes. I say okay, I hate so... it, but I really love it. <laughs> Don't forget you can find links to purchase tickets to these and all the artists we report on on our coming attractions calendar on the blog. Let's check the river. This week, we have some listener feedback. All right. So first up, we do have some PayPal donations from Sean DeWitt. He writes, thanks, guys, for all the hard work and the laughs you provide us with. Belize and I can't wait to finally meet the gang at 360 Vegas Vacation 4. We got lots of PayPal donations. You guys probably we take did. Turns. All right. Do you want to okay. do the next one, Alistair? Okay. So this is from uh, John Murphy. Headed to Vegas for the first weekend in March. I'm staying downtown for only the second time since the mid-90s. Now, downtown is the place I like to go solo, but my wife prefers the nicer places on the Strip. I love your show. One of my all-time favorites. Keep up the great work, John from Belmont, California. Why did you laugh at that as one of his all-time favorites? I don't know. What are you insinuating, you dick? <laughs> Sorry, this is, this is the uh, all, all hail great leader moment, isn't it, to this whole <laughs> no, section? No, it's not. But you're Bow like going, down before the old oh, it's, Mark it's like, hey, I really like your show. And it's like you laugh like one this idiot likes this. Like, fuck like, you, Dick. You're on this show. I was going to say, we, you're part of this, Alistair. Yeah. So <laughs> don't think you're above it. You're right down here with us. I'm definitely in the sea level of uh, appreciation. On <laughs> Such a dick. Yeah. Yeah. No. We also had a donation from Philip States. He says, no particular reason. See you in May. I like it. <laughs> okay. From David Myers, was just laughing my ass off at your show and decided to earn a little karma for my upcoming midweek Vegas trip. Keep up the weird work. Dave from SF. And, and, and we, we now have a, a confirmation to something I've been saying a million times. Karma donations to this show. 100% of the time work. 100% of the time. Karen, give us some, some factual So details. we do have a karma testimonial from Inga Shekel. Is that how you say that? Yeah. Shekel. Mark, I had incredible luck in Joliet on Saturday. A royal, four deuces twice, and a nice hit on pennies. And yes, I did stay in the hotel. Inga. Nice. <laughs> Told you. But seriously, thank 100% you. 100% of the time. <laughs> Seriously, thank you for everybody that made donations. We, we really do appreciate it, and it's it's still very humbling that people just randomly give us money for doing this. Yeah, so. this week was kind of a shocker. Like yeah. when I, I just kept getting this notification. I was like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> but thank you, guys. Yes, it, absolutely. It really means a lot. Yeah. We won't you've give got any more you, You've got more money than cents. That's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> Who, Mark, or, or the, the people that donate? The people donating. <laughs> You're all fools. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think Alistair's ever donated. Wait, He's like, yeah, uh, wait, uh. wait, wait till you really meet him. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why they're donating, though, Alistair. They feel bad for the rest of us for having to put up with him. So nice. they're like, oh, well, we see, gotta toss see, him I've, there. I've, I've met Phil and and Sean and Philly, so I think the money's coming my way. <laughs> nice. Hmm. We'll see. Well, maybe we'll buy you dinner. So thanks for Alistair's last <laughs> visit on this show. 
<laughs> that's the last time you hear from him. We won't, we won't be talking to him again. <laughs> no, Alistair's more like, why do you guys adore him? Hate him. He loves it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, I've stayed at the man's house, and all I do is give him shit. <laughs> he knows. He knows me. Transition from that dick. Okay, so uh, that's going to do it for episode 225. Thank you all for listening, downloading. We really appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com. Support the show by purchasing tickets from our affiliates, Amazon, Caesars Entertainment, tickets.accessvegas.com, Earth Limos, or just make PayPal donations. You can buy merchandise from our store, zazzle.com slash 360vegas, or you can help others find the show by reviewing us on iTunes. If you'd like to send some feedback, written or audio, you can do so at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. Alistair, where can people find you? Um, they can find me quitting my job at uh, Bluestorm2000. <laughs> He's doing it there? You're going to live tweet it? <laughs> no, I've got, I've got like nine days left and I'm definitely wow. counting. Awesome. Wow. Karen, where can people find you? I'm at Karen Mark. He just told you where you can find me. So until next time. Yeah.